You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 15. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. This week, we have a special guest. Mr. Lively, my husband, is on the show today. He's going to be talking about his job that he loves as a web developer for Grubhub.com. Mr. Lively is really in love with it. He's been at this new position since December, and it's a really great show because I am not trying to make The Lively Show a business and blogging podcast. This is about living with intention. And though I often interview bloggers who happen to have full-time jobs with their businesses and their blogs, and they happen to bring that up in many conversations, that's not specifically the point of this show. That's not what I want to do for you guys. And that's not the only way I believe living with intention looks like whatsoever. So in our show, we're going to talk about how Mr. Lively loves his current nine to five and the elements he believes are important when loving your job. He's also going to talk about the advantages he has found in his nine to five compared to my entrepreneurship journey, which I think is a really great contrast for people who might be thinking about it as well. And Mr. Lively is going to share what he recommends for those who want to love their jobs or those who are just going into the job world and want to approach it intentionally. Let's go to the show. Welcome, Mr. Lively, to The Lively Show. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored. Well, I'm excited to have you here, too, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are excited to hear what Mr. Lively sounds like and learn more about you. So (laughs) let's start with your career background and how you got to where you are. Sure. Yeah. So for those that don't know, I'm a software developer, specifically web development. I do, you know, Jess's websites and that kind of thing. And I also work for uh, a .com here in Chicago. And uh, my background, I think, is relatively typical. I started doing software and computer stuff when I was like a young teenager. I built a few of my own computers. Uh, You know, I went to college for computer science. I knew that's what I wanted to do years before I went to college. Never really had the kind of panic that some people have or they don't know what major they're going to be. I knew what I wanted to do and I went in for that and I transferred a few times in school and uh, had a nice pile of student loans when I left. Still do. (laughs) Yes, still do. (laughs) Chipping away at it. So yeah, I had an internship with uh, a huge company, a huge healthcare company in Kansas City and they offered me a job when I graduated given all those loans and how poor I was in college, which was not fun. Uh, I was all too happy to have a real paycheck. So uh, I took that job right out of college. I started literally like, I think I might have taken a week off. I don't think I actually did that. I think I went like Friday, Monday, like went to work. It's like, I need a paycheck. And yeah, so, you know, I did it. I was very excited. I was not excited about the city. I was excited about the job. Turns out I really hated the job and I really loved the city. So at least I got one of those. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's, you know, it was a really big corporate company. I was one little cog in a massive system. I did one thing repeatedly for international customers. I could get a call three in the morning uh, if something went wrong. And yeah, it was just not really that much fun. So you know, put in what I call my master's degree to about two, two and a half years and threw my resume out online and got a call from a, a fantastic hospital here in Chicago that I worked for for about two and a half years. And I met you about a month into that, which is fantastic. And it still is. <laughs> still wonderful. Happily married. I'm glad for the record that that's how you feel. Thank you. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, so I started there, which was uh, a roller coaster, really, is the best way to describe it. Agreed. Yeah. For someone from the wife's side, for sure. Yes, the person who watched it firsthand. You know, it really was one of the most amazing jobs I've ever had. I think the best thing was the people. And that's one of the biggest things I generally like about going to work for a company is, you know, if you're lucky, I don't think you actually have to be that lucky. People in general are usually great. But, uh, you know, this job, the people are fantastic. I'm still friends with them. And I learned an amazing amount and had quite a journey and grew a lot. And, you know, I did really well there. I was given a lot of responsibility. I had a team that I was leading. Yeah, I like 26. You had hired and trained like two teams. Yeah, which was awesome and a huge learning experience, but insanely stressful because the demands, like they always wanted more with less. And, you know, we had problems with staffing, like retaining talent because people would come, they'd do a great job and then they'd go get paid a whole lot more somewhere else. And so I was stuck, you know, kind of always backfilling positions, always shorthanded, which was unfortunate. Uh, luckily, everyone I hired, everyone I worked with was so much fun and I learned so much that it was a great experience. But, you know, so I, I left that job on uh, December of last year because I really, uh, you know, it was a healthcare company, it was a hospital. Uh, you know, I'm a technologist. I love technology. I love innovative things. I want to work on the next thing, not the last thing. Anyone that's worked in healthcare knows it's about 15 years behind, um, which is scary, but safe, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. So yeah, I really wanted to be a more of a cutting edge environment. Um, and I also wanted to have a much lower stress environment. And of course I wanted to get paid more because that's always a primary factor of leaving a job. So I, uh, yeah, I left in December. I was looking for really just a, a great technology company, and I landed at Grubhub.com. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, or not familiar, rather, you can like order food online anywhere in the country. If you're in New York City, it's Seamless.com. It's uh, now the same company now. I work on their website. It's an awesome environment. It's way more relaxed. Uh, the technology is a lot more fun to work with. I'm already going to career fairs and advocating for this company for people to come work here because I like it. I'm like three months in, four months in. So yeah, that's kind of the whole story. And now here I am, downtown Chicago, working for a dot-com, which I think is kind of always, at least in the last few years, what I've really wanted to do. So I feel very fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. So I asked you on the show because a lot of the guests I've had so far happen to be bloggers or people that have online following so that the listeners can either follow them ahead of the episode or also follow them after the episode if they resonate with the person's story and message. So because of that, those guests will happen to talk about their experiences with business and blogging. And this lively show as a whole is not supposed to be a business and blogging podcast. It's not supposed to promote that as the only way to live intentionally whatsoever. I feel almost the opposite about that. I think entrepreneurship's an option for people, but it is not the end-all be-all because I've done it my whole life. I know all the ups and downs about it. It's not everything. So I wanted to bring someone on who loved their day job, and I really thought you would be the perfect person because you are loving your position so much. So tell us why it's such a great fit for you. I think the, the number one thing for me was you know, I wanted to work on new things. I wanted to really keep developing my skill set and my knowledge base. And I, you know, I, you know me, I read tech blogs and tech news way too much. Like it's a problem, like on the bus, you know, at lunch, whatever. And I read a lot about, you know, the Twitters and Facebooks, the Amazons of the world. And I just love learning how they work from a technology perspective. And I wanted to work on one of those. I didn't care too much about, you know, 
what the mission was. It was more the scale and the technology and the innovation that had to drive it. Um, so that was a big motivator. Another was money. Flat out, that's always there. I felt like I could get paid more. And I did, which is great. The other one was stress. I wanted to focus on technology. My last job, I had way too many meetings every day. So I really wanted to go back to a place where, you know, if I was at a meeting, it was extremely intentional and there was a really good purpose behind it. Other than that, I wanted to focus on what I'm really great at right now and what I want to get good at. And uh, I really found that at Grubhub. I found all three, all three of those things. The technology is here. The stress is way lower. And I can really focus on what I'm great at. And I'm very fortunate that the people are fantastic as well. I'm kind of surrounded by some very smart, motivated kind of people. And it's kind of funny. The original reason I went to Grubhub specifically to apply uh, was I actually just loved their branding. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> their marketing actually kind of got me. I'm not going to lie. I look at their ads on the bus like every day. And um, I just thought it was really funny. And I was like, I just want to know whoever writes these ads because I think they're great. And it actually it kind of translates to the company culture as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely got kind of a, a goofy vibe. You know, I came in for my interview and there was a cardboard cutout of Snoop Dogg that like welcomed me at the door practically, uh, which was interesting. <laughs> you know, it's got kind of that tech culture vibe. There's a kegerator, all this, you know, weird stuff. But you know, that stuff is kind of funny and it's kind of nice. But the big thing to me is I just want to feel like I'm contributing in a positive way. I want to feel like I'm in a very high trust environment, um, which is definitely here. And that's really just a wonderful feeling to not be hitting roadblocks. And I think anyone out there listening that works at a corporate company probably knows exactly what I'm talking about. The idea of I want to do something, I want to do something different or new. And now I'm going to hit about 45 roadblocks along the way. And somewhere around the 10th roadblock, I'm going to give up. I just don't care anymore. You know, and it's that kind of environment, I think, at a day job that a lot of people talk about as being just like soul crushing because it just like it rips the creativity out of you. It, you know, rips your motivation away from you. And, you know, I'm very fortunate I work at a place that it really seems like that's not here. You know, I've had a couple projects where we literally just came up with the idea. We talked to a few people and they're like, yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. You know, that's it. And that's just that right there, I think, is one of the biggest reasons I love it. There's also things that you like about it that are in contrast to entrepreneurship. And you're also a great person to interview because you've been able to see me go through entrepreneurship alongside your career in a nine to five. Do you want to talk about why you also appreciate your job compared to what I go through? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's the obvious. Uh, everyone talks about like you know corporate job versus self-employed. Things like insurance are easier. A 401k is easier. There's benefits and that kind of stuff, which is all great. Not a reason to go down a career path, but it's a nice to have. I'm not gonna lie. But I think the quintessential story to me is I remember is either like our first or second winter together. Are you gonna go through the winter story? Well, I just remember you know I had been at work or whatever, and you know you work from home. It was like snowmageddon in Chicago. It was really bad. And like leaving the house was just like not what anyone wanted to do. And so I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't for like four or five days. And I would come home from work and you'd jump on me. Like, <laughs> okay, like, that sounds very sexual. <laughs> so, but like you just, you know, you'd come at me like craving human attention because you had not seen anybody for like four or five days. I was very chatty. For the listeners out there, I was yeah, very chatty to him yeah. when he came home. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be more proper about it? Yes. Um, 
true. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that right there, you know, going to an office and not even necessarily going to an office, you know, if you're a remote worker that works in a company and you interact with a lot of different people, you know, it's actually really nice. You know, I've made a lot of friends through where I work. I still have friends from my old job here in Chicago, you know, and it's it's nice to have like, you know, you're part of a culture, you're part of a team, you're surrounded by people, you're meeting people, and you also get to see a lot of different facets of a company and how it works. You know, I can talk to our marketing department and just see what they do. We have specialized product people that, you know, I find their role fascinating. We have an entire team of data analysts that just crunch numbers, which for a dork like me is just way too cool. So I think being surrounded by good people, interesting people and different things is definitely one of the biggest draws for me. Um, it doesn't mean I won't ever like not go into maybe an entrepreneurship role. Right now it really works um, and I really like it. And you actually do it on the side anyways. Yeah, you know, it's kind of the, yeah, I love your phrase, the midnight hustler kind of thing. I don't know if I'm a midnight hustler because I'm not really trying to build a business, but I do some freelance work here and there. I have side projects I work on. It's a little bit less entrepreneurial and more of a, uh, I just love what I do. Like, I, you know, I'm that guy. I love writing code. I love building things. Like today, I spent four hours working on a side project that makes no money. I just love doing it. Yeah. By the way, for the record, guys, uh, we're taping this on Sunday because I'm working on the lobby design project all week. So Mr. Lively's gone into Grubhub to actually do work all day on his side project <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a nice office. It's quiet on Sunday, so it's a good environment. <laughs> Have you ever thought about going solo? Uh, yeah, a lot. Uh, again, it kind of comes back to like the amount of tech blogs and stuff I read. And in the tech world, entrepreneurship is this, you know, they're like rock stars or this big deal, you know. Well, the successful ones are, let's be honest. Yeah, right. Uh, they're about 1% of it. The rest of them are pretty miserable from what I understand. I've thought about it a lot. You know, I, I know right now it's not for me. You know, I have kind of other priorities and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. So it's a really hard sell to myself to go out on my own. I'm really struggling to find the inherent advantage. The only thing I could think of is I could work from home every day, but there's, you know, that's a possibility in the future anyways, um, especially being a software developer. It doesn't mean that's out of the question even working for a company. Yeah, I think part of it is I'm very fortunate being in software. Um, I think my role specifically lends itself to a lot of the perks that you know, any other job has. So it's just a hard sell. You know? I'm not going to do it soon, I don't think. And I honestly don't really push you towards it either at all, knowing how difficult it is. And especially with adult income in that risky of an environment, it's kind of a scary thing. It's not impossible, obviously. Yeah. There's a lot of couples that do it. But, you know, from my own side, I definitely, it's not grass is always greener. I just know what I've known, which is working for myself. But it is not all that people sometimes make it sound like at all. Yeah. There's a lot of risk and there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of doing everything where you get to really specialize and do exactly what you love doing, where I have to do much more than that unless I'm delegating. And I had to actually be at a place where I can afford to delegate as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you turn me onto the book, The E-Myth, and I always love the kind of the parable of like, if you really love baking, don't open a bakery. <laughs> right. And I think that just sums it up perfectly for me. It's like, I really like the simple thing I do right now. And in the future, I know that'll grow and expand. Um, but I'm happy and there's no reason to rock the boat. And it just came from a very high stress job to a very low stress job. And I'm still kind of 
loving that. <laughs> I think I will for a little while. I know. It's much less stressful than my job yeah, <laughs> and what I'm dealing with. Yeah. But it's not all bad. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh, my job? Yeah. I guess it's not. But I think that right now in, on the internet, it can look very shiny. And that's yeah. because a lot of photos and things online, like Pinterest Perfect, the post I wrote last week, there's a lot of shiny things that can be done and it helps promote businesses online, but it makes the businesses themselves look perfect too. And that's so not the case. Yeah. The stark contrast of your social media presence versus mine is pretty hilarious. I have to say. <laughs> yeah. For those that want to actually leave a comment to tell Mr. Lively they enjoyed this episode, you'll have to go to the blog because he has no social media yeah, I accounts. <laughs> I like to joke that like I have the skills to build those kind of things, but I don't really like using them for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you say? So you've had jobs you've loved, you've had jobs you hate. What would you recommend for those who have a nine to five they don't like? How can they go find that nine to five? that does work for them? You know, it's a phenomenal question. The biggest thing for me is I've been extremely lucky. I've known from a very young age what I really like doing and what I want to do. You know, I've kind of always been into building stuff exclusively with software. So to me, you know, especially if you're going to be kind of a worker bee builder kind of person, you really need to figure out what it is you kind of love doing. And love doing it is kind of a loaded term, right? But I think it's it's generally the stuff you'll do if you don't get paid. Um, and you might not even be that great at it. But once you get really great at something, you love it even more. It's kind of what I'd say. So that's kind of a big thing. You know, it helps to have an activity that you like. Um, other than that, a big part of finding a good company is the culture of the company. And it's really hard to weed out, I think, through like an interview process. But I think the best advice I ever got was... You know, when you go into an interview, don't forget that you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. Uh, it's extremely important to go with questions and to really try to understand what it would be like to work there. And if they have a good process, you should be able to figure that out. And then don't be afraid to walk away. You know, don't be afraid to wait and find something else. One of the things I've seen you do is you actually went for example, with Grubhub, you liked their marketing on the bus. And so you went to their career services page and actually reached out to them. They didn't find you on, uh, you know, Headhunter or some like website online. You went to their site directly because you resonated with what you've seen. So you actually kind of selected them rather than them coming to you. Yeah, there is something to be said for being excited about the company and, not even necessarily what they do. I'm not super excited about food and ordering it, but something about the company's image I did really like, and I, I like the idea of contributing to. You know, the other companies I was applying for, I really respect what they're doing. Some of them were really big. And they were in Seattle, which pretty much narrows it down. <laughs> yeah, and they're more corporate than where I worked before, but I just have a tremendous amount of respect for what they do, and it's something I wanted to help build. So I think that's really big is finding companies that you have a respect for, that you really kind of see what they're doing and you believe in it on some level. Because that helps me be more excited like I'm contributing to something I really enjoy. Uh, don't be afraid to be picky. And if you find yourself in a job that's just not working, you know, I've seen people worry that they're going to screw over their boss or their team or it's going to be really bad. You know, Do your best to mitigate whatever damages of leaving a company. But the truth is... You just have to go where you're the best fit. It'll be the, for the best for everybody. Don't stay in a job because you'll feel bad. I think that's probably the worst decision you can make because they will not feel bad letting you go. That's how companies work. 
I don't know. Other than that, I can't think of too much. I think part of it is you just got to keep trying. Part of it's luck. And uh, as long as you're doing a core job that you really enjoy, I think that's the biggest thing. Well said, Mr. Lively. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. I hope it helps somebody. I don't know. <laughs> I hope there is at least one person listening yeah. to this episode right now that it really gets something yeah. out of this. <laughs> Obviously more than that, but seriously, thank you. Okay, so let's go on to the last few questions, Mr. Lively. What doubts or resistance have you had to face in your career or life? The biggest doubt, I think, is that I'm not any good at what I do, You know, which I don't really feel now. I feel like I'm actually very good at what I do, and I'm probably way too confident. But there's definitely been a lot of time where I was very not sure if I was any good at it. And it's actually, I think, quite common in my profession because engineering and sciences and that kind of stuff, there's so many ridiculously smart people. Um, Like, I'm looking at Google when I think about that. There's some people working at Google that are just like, I don't even understand what they're doing, and they're in my field. And it's easy, I think, to kind of measure yourself against all these great things that these great companies are doing. But I think the longer you do it, the more you realize, you know, no one really knows that much. They all kind of have their special niche. And if you're really good at your niche, then, you know, it's huge. And it's, um, it's pretty amazing. So how did you overcome that? Yeah, I think it just took a little time. Also, I started to see, like, it really helps when your peers and your bosses and all that really start respecting you and listening to what you're saying. And you start to realize like, wow, people really believe the stuff I say. Like, that is crazy. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I think it just took time and, you know, confidence in your abilities kind of just comes as you do more work. I think it just comes down to doing the work. That's all it is. Probably just like playing an instrument, just put in the hours and yeah, you'll really believe in yourself and you'll really be doing something great. Other than that, it's kind of funny. I'm a, you know, I'm a software guy, and I think we're typically seen as quite introverted. And I think I actually saw myself that way for a good portion of my life, and it made me kind of miserable because I'm not. And um, it just kind of isolated me, and it didn't. It just really didn't work. And I think it took me a long time to realize that I actually do really like talking to people, <laughs> and I, I do it a lot, probably too much, and. You know, I'm actually quite extroverted. So, you know, that was actually something I had to like grow into and kind of learn how to do. Mine has only really helped. And I think, so like, especially in college, I think parts of high school, there was uh, a lot of time where I was like quite isolated. You know, I definitely had depression issues. You know, it was kind of tough to get through. So college was quite difficult. Um, And even after leaving it, you know, it was still kind of struggling with it. I think it's just something I kind of learned to deal with. Uh, Therapy helps. You know, now today I feel way better. I feel much, much better. But I think that's kind of one of the biggest things to me is just understanding kind of that I am outgoing. I am quite, uh, oh God, I'm going to say it. I'm quite lively, truly. <laughs> he is. He is. I think we both are. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, and I'm quite extroverted. And it's only kind of served me as I've grown into that part of myself in life and in work, um, pretty much everywhere. Awesome. It is so true. And since most of our listeners may not be into technology, I'm going to ask you the question from the perspective of someone who's just maybe graduating. What would you tell someone who wants to love their job? Uh, You might not. And that's okay. (laughs) You know, your first job out of college, if you're like me, you're paying bills. The biggest thing I would say at that job and every job is learn as much as you possibly can. Run around that company like a crazy person. Talk to anyone you can. Learn about their job. Learn about what they do. Because if you're like me, even though I knew 
for the most part, what I wanted to do, I was still trying to find my niche, my corner of the world. It just takes talking to a lot of people and learning a lot of stuff. And you'll be surprised as you learn new things what really interests you. And you'll find yourself kind of gravitating toward the things that interest you more and then work on them and do them. And then you can find a job kind of doing that more specific thing that you like. But I really have to emphasize that more than anything is learn from everyone around you. And even if you're not super thrilled about your job, be great at it because that's what you do. For right now, that's what you do. Be great at it. That will only help you. Um, It won't hurt. Well said. I'm impressed, Mr. Lively. That was really good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I enjoyed it. And it's it's an honor. And there you have it, guys. Thank you, Mr. Lively, for being on the show. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to send Mr. Lively a little message to thank him for his thoughts, or if you'd like to give a shout out to other people loving their nine to fives, please go over to JessLively.com slash Mr. Lively. He doesn't have any other social media accounts, so we can't do it anywhere else. We've got to do it on the post. Thanks so much, guys, and have a great week. 